How many views? I don't know. A million. A million views, bruh! Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. We're coming to you uh, from everybody's land, which is basically my house. Um, with my boy Tyler Shannon, he's uh, he's visiting for a few days. He currently lives in uh, Denver, Colorado, but he's looking for a job out here in Dallas. He had a couple job interviews today, and now we're gonna hang out uh, the next couple days. He might move out here. We'll see. I hope you do. But uh, welcome to the show. What up? How you doing? Good, man. Good. How are the job interviews? Good. Happy to be here. <laughs> Blessed for the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Cool. But like the official sponsor of Jackson Talks, everybody. Just kidding, they don't sponsor me. I bought and or bought, 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 and, bought, bought. I bought every single Bud Light that I've ever drank. So maybe one day they'll sponsor me. I'm trying to get on that post one level, but we'll see. You know, you ever just come home from a long day and just have a real nice crispy boy and it's cold and it's fresh? Personally, no. No? You yeah. ever just get home and have a... No. Mm. No, I'm not a big drinker, you know that. <clears throat> well, anyways, I was, uh, today I did a, uh, I took a mental health first aid course. Uh, it's similar to if you were to take like a CPR course I just I took that in terms of like uh, mental, mental health because you guys know I'm a big advocate for mental health so I went and I wanted to learn more about uh, just being like a first responder for mental hate for mental health um, like if someone comes to me in a crisis I know how to respond I know how to act I know how to, what to do um, I had a pretty good idea you know from my history um, and my background in that but I wanted to just better educate myself um, on that, I'm trying to do more and more of those courses and classes and seminars and conferences. Try to keep, you know, elevating, educating myself in that regard. But uh, you know, I do understand. But Tyler and I are gonna hit up Olive Garden after this because Olive Garden is uh, the fucking best restaurant in the whole world. Um, you can quote me on that. Thank you. I won't quote you because I don't think that's. Right. Jackson talks, everybody. Sponsored by. Olive Garden. There's Bud Light and Olive Garden. We're not sponsored by Olive Garden either. Uh, I think only Post Malone and Jimmy Fallon are. But uh, it is what it is. Um, Jimmy, he's Post Malone is sponsored. I don't. Him. I don't think anyone's actually sponsored by Olive Garden, but Post Malone spends quite a bit of money there. Yeah, I do know that. Actually. From uh, from me being best friends with I him, from show. me being best friends uh, with him, he told me. Right, right, we texted right, right. a bit earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. We do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe you. <clears throat> so, but this episode, uh, I got way off tangent. Didn't even say what this episode is going to be about. But this episode basically will be like a culmination uh, of the last ten years of me. I'm not going to go through every detail of the last ten years, but. Um, we're in January. This episode will probably drop in February. So, kind of wanted to give you guys like a like a rundown, some highlights of the last decade of Jackson Stone. Um, I'm with Tyler here because he was a big part of those 
uh, you know, he wasn't, I didn't meet him. I met him in 2012. 12, yeah. So 2012. So we've known each other now for eight years. Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy, actually. That's super weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to go through that and shoot the breeze a little bit. Um, just kind of hang out. This is a really low-key episode. Um, I would, I would this, this episode won't be titled episode whatever with Tyler Shannon. It'll just be like decade of Jackson. So it's pretty low-key. We're just kind of shooting shit. Shooting a few crispy boys. Let's see what conversation we can run into, you know? What do you think? I think that's cool. What do you think about it being 2020? I have no idea, honestly. I'd... Every year goes by very fast. So fast, dude. It's bizarre, huh? Like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm, I've been trying to work on that a lot. Like, to try to be in the present moment. Because we're all, we're all focused on, like, our goals and what we're trying to accomplish. And that's really, really important. Um, but it's also as equally as important to focus on what's happening in the moment. Right. Because you're so focused on the next thing and what you're going to accomplish next. It's really hard to digest and truly be proud of what you accomplished in this moment or what, where you are in the present time. Right. 100%. You know, those are both really like, it's really hard to to do, but I don't know. I've grown a a crazy amount over the last 10 years. I don't know if I completely saw myself in this position in 2010 when this decade started. I'll tell you when I mentioned 2012, I did not see that. So, you know, I mean, so in 2010, I graduated high school. That you graduated high school the same year? Yep. So in 2010, I graduated high school from Plano West Senior High School. Uh, really good high school. I, I played baseball there. Was a was a you know all-state, all-American baseball player. Um, and then as everyone knows, I then attended the Harvard of the Midwest. <laughs> the Harvard of the Midwest, South Dakota State University. Where I had, uh, where I spent four years there. They're one of the most incredible four years of my entire life. Um, funny story about that. Um, I was sending out a lot of like, uh, I don't know if you want to call it applications or what, I don't know, like my baseball highlight tape, whatever, to like a lot of different schools. And wasn't really getting a lot of like feedback, was kind of feeling in the, in the dumps about maybe not getting a scholarship. I didn't really know where my baseball career was headed. But then out of the blue, I got a call from South Dakota State. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, man, I don't, even, I don't even really know where South Dakota is. <laughs> you know, I'm a big city boy. I live in California. Then I live in Texas. And I'm like, I get a call from South Dakota State. You know, I stereotype right away. You know, because that's just kind of who I was back then. Um, but then I started talking to the head coach. And he started talking to me about their baseball program. He was like, yo, we're Division One." Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yo, I'm super interested because I love baseball and just want to play at the college level. And then Division One was like really, really appealing. Um, mind you, I'd never been to South Dakota. Um, we, didn't, uh, we didn't take a trip to Mount Rushmore when I was a kid because that just never interested me. Like looking at a bunch of rocks was like never, yeah. was never cool. Me either. Um, and I was a whole lot closer. Yeah, but my freshman roommate forced me to go, but that's another story. I still haven't been. Yeah. If you're interested in go, but... You know, if you're not in the area, whatever. <laughs> so I ended up having this long conversation with my head coach. And basically, by the end of the conversation, he offers me a scholarship. And never been to South Dakota. An hour before the conversation, I thought I wasn't going to play college baseball. By the end of the conversation, I had fully committed to play at South Dakota State University. 
And the first time I saw South Dakota or ever saw the university or the campus was the first day of school that August. Um, so yeah, I took a huge leap of faith. And even back then when I didn't really understand like mindset and psyche, uh, but I kind of did because I was a baseball player and that goes a lot into it. Um, this was before like, I started reading uh, the mental side of baseball and I started reading all these things. Um, I just kind of bet on myself. Right. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this huge leap of faith. I feel like I'm a pretty good baseball player and, you know, I'm going to do it because I wanted to play. End up being one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, from previous episodes, you guys have seen that I made the best of my best friends on the planet because of that school. Um, yeah. So, what was, yeah. I mean, that's how I got to South Coast State. Your route was a little different. Yeah. What about you? It was a little rundown. I mean, it was kind of similar though, to be honest. Yeah? I, obviously, I went to, I went to a, Four-year school. Look at me, but talk to the camera. Okay. Look at me, but talk to the camera. <laughs> talk to the camera, but look at me. You did the show. I'm so confused. Um, so I think um, I went to a four-year school in Nebraska with yeah. my girlfriend. Oof. Yeah. Terrible decision. You're just young, you know? Yeah. You're just young. Didn't really know what you were doing, you know? No, but you think you're in love and you follow your heart. I also met a lot of good good people there. A lot sure. Of, a lot of friends came from that school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized it probably wasn't a good decision, so I went to JUCO. Yeah. Went JUCO in Iowa. Tell people what, I mean, not everyone knows what JUCO is. It's just a two-year small college where you get to basically play baseball like a more extenuated... Uh, it's an extension of high school, but at a higher level because correct. there's a lot of really good players. And it gives you the less option than, yeah, to, to then go to to a bigger Division One. Right. If you've seen the show on Netflix called Cheers, uh, it's about Navarro, which is a junior college located in Texas, about their cheerleading squad. Oh. Um, I think oh, is I, that what that is? I haven't actually seen it, but from the bio that I read and kind of the stuff that I've been told, that's what it's about. Don't quote me on it. If you've watched it, maybe comment below and give me a little bit more information. But I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, and college cheer and like, I mean, even high school cheer, college, high school cheer is hard, but like, once you get to that college level of cheer, it's like a really grueling experience. Like, it's just tough. Yeah. You know? Higher level. Yep. But everything gets tougher as you, as you go higher level. But, so then you went to a junior college. And then I signed with South Dakota State before. You never went to South Dakota either. Did you have a, no, no, I did. I did. You had a visit. Yeah, but. Did I meet you on the visit? But I signed with them before I got any other offers from any other school. I saw them at like a fall thing. Yeah. They, the sophomore year that I had actually signed with Ellsworth. So I've been with El I've been at Ellsworth for maybe two weeks. Yeah. Went to a fall thing, uh, like a camp, I guess what you call it, yeah. for coaches to come out. Grunsky was there. And oh, Grunsky. Shout out to Coach Grunsky, dude. I hope you're doing awesome, man. And uh, within a week after that, I had already, because then I went, I went on a, I went on a visit a week later, and then after that, I signed. I went with Zach Capola and Joe. Zach Capola. Yeah. I love those guys. Me Legends. Mm -hmm. I saw Zach, I'm not say a few months ago, maybe like six months ago when I did a show out in Iowa. Um, so that was cool. That was cool. Uh, and then what? You spent one year Ellsworth or two? One. And then you spent two, three years. That's right. It's up to the state. Yeah. Which turned out to be the best decision. Again, just the, For the school yeah. itself. Yeah. Had, had an amazing time. Probably not as much school as I should have, but you know. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. You graduated. 
I did. Got the diploma. I don't know if that really matters these days anymore. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. for the experience, I would never change it. Me either. But, yeah, because after my freshman year, our head coach left and went to Kansas. We got a new head coach. And uh, we had an absolutely the worst sophomore year ever. <laughs> we won, like, four games. <laughs> Dude, it was terrible. We just, like, the player... the. The players left over from the old coach, and then and then like the recruits that still got signed from the old coach didn't really mess with the new coach, and it was just like a lot of butting heads, and no one really played their best. I mean, I still had over three hundred, but you know who's counting? Only you. Me, I'm counting. <laughs> uh, it was a bad year. A lot, of, a lot of butt lights. You know, the good year there was a lot of butt lights. Actually, I didn't really I didn't really like beer as much in college. Uh, because well, all we drank was like Keystone Light, and that 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 it's stuff that stuff was worse than Bud Light. Dude. It was like still, absolute urine. I drink Coors Light, but still urine to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And our boy Alex Robbins was a was a Miller Light, Miller Light, Miller Light to the guys. But then junior year, he's still Miller Light, yeah. like still to this day. Yeah, yeah, he is. But I, I don't think he like I don't think he actually likes Miller Light. I think he's just talked about it so, so extensively <laughs> that he has to commit to it. Right. And that's just who Al is. He'll talk about something so much, and then he might not really like it anymore, but he, he does. commits. He, right, he might like it, though. Who knows? Because his dad drinks it. No, I've never seen him actually drink a full Miller Lite. I have. That's, that's a lot. Every New Year's, he drinks like 45 of them. Yeah. No, I've definitely seen him drink. I've seen his dad drink them, too. Really? So, I don't, yeah. <sighs> then, uh, junior year was our, be was our best year as a team, collectively. We won the conference championship, and then we went to the uh, NCAA tournament, which was awesome. Good experience there. It was, man. Senior year was really fun too. You know, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We should have we should have won the conference championship again, but a few things happened here. Yeah. You know, but that's that that doesn't matter. Winning and losing wasn't really. It, it doesn't it, matter now. It, it seemed important then. Yeah. Obviously, because yeah, you put yeah. so much. Yep. You put so much effort into something. Them, yep. You train in the summer and the off season, all this time and effort. You miss class and whatever, whatever. You put this effort in. You want to win. You want to pay off. You want there to be some reward. But now, you know, yeah, however many years later, the experience was in creating friendships and moments and memories was, way, yeah. was way more important. Way more important. Um, and then, yeah, dude, that was it. That was it for me. But then you had another year after. Two. I, I, I finished there in 2014. Oh, South Dakota? Yeah. yeah. I finished there in 2014. Right. That's when I graduated. And then I did a little internship. Uh, and then I moved back home to Dallas. And that's when uh, my pro wrestling career started. And then I, st I stayed there with Al yeah. and Varga mm. and Scott. Jordan Varga, dude. I wonder what he's doing. I talked to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's doing fine, man. He lives in... Wherever the hell, Toronto, I think, or no, 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 on the other side, probably yeah. Vancouver. Does it live in Vancouver? I thought so. Oh, I was just there. Yeah, I, for, two, well, for two days. I, I talked to him when he went to Japan. Mm. So you know, I had said I That's had cool. some stuff to say about that. But. Yeah, we'll keep keep that uh, off record. <laughs> Thanks, you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, cool. That's the place I want to visit. Very, right. very bad. Japan? Yeah. Big time wrestling country. Really? Yeah, big time. 
big time yeah. wrestling country. A lot of cool stuff going on. I play on baseball with a guy from there. He's a, a lot of really good baseball and wrestling there. Cool Sick stuff. There. stuff. Yeah. Probably, probably something I should be interested in. Yeah, damn. Yeah, so then now we're running up about 2015, and I had my first, very first professional wrestling match in September of 2015. So now I'm like, where? In Bedford, Texas against Randy Wayne. Randy Wayne. My sister videotaped the match because she's a fucking legend and the best. And she put that on YouTube. And it's still on YouTube to this day. Um, How many views? I don't know. Okay. A million. Yeah. A million views, bro. Yeah, I believe it. A million. So now I'm, about four and a, now I'm about four and a half years into my pro wrestling career. And uh, Jackson Stone has gone through some so a lot of evolutions, a lot of progress, a lot of character arcs, you know? But you know, yeah, I get it. It was cool because I'm like, I'm on, the, I'm on the cusp of like, I feel like coming, like I'm, I'm reaching exactly what I want or where I feel like Jackson Stone needs to be. Yeah. You know, more than a pro wrestler, more than an athlete. But also still. But also still highly competitive athlete and wrestler someone who wants to be the the best in the ring and is viciously competitive but better outside but even more impactful on the outside of the ring Mm -hmm, makes sense someone like LeBron um someone like Kobe R.I.P. um even The Rock has transformed himself you know um but uh which is crazy many of times to be honest what the Rock. The Rock. From football to wrestling. Yeah, to football act, to, to wrestling. Yeah. To, yeah. Now just kind of being a global brand. Correct. You know? And also just being a really good guy with it too. Being open about his mental health. Being open about his struggles. Being grateful for everything that he has. Trying to be a nice guy all the time. Have you ever done like a segment or anything like that on like Kevin Love? I know that he's been massive for like... NBA terms of like yeah know. Kevin Love is like a huge goal for me in terms of like having a collaboration okay because he's a huge advocate for mental health because he went through it right and he yeah so he had his own he dealt with his own issues and came out on top of it yeah. by being able to speak openly about it and now he started his own he started his own foundation mm-hmm. um, because mental health in sports is very tricky very tricky you know it has a lot to do with like the toxic masculinity concept and all this stuff, but Kevin Love is someone that I would absolutely love to do something with yeah. in terms of collaborating on some stuff. Um, I'll just call him. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm not on that level yet where I can just like reach out to him. Yeah. Um, but when I keep continue doing what I'm doing and grow the stuff that I'm trying to grow, I am pretty positive that we'll do some stuff together. Because I mean, I mean, I'm obviously a former, I'm an athlete currently, but I'm a former college athlete and I would love to get into that field of like really trying to help these guys and their mental health and dealing with being a college player. Yeah. Because to be a, to be a highly successful athlete, no matter man, woman, or sport, takes a, a mindset that's like... Correct. That is... Um, that a normal, regular, everyday person can't comprehend. Correct. But it also is so different. Like, it's, there's so much stress that goes along to it. That you have to be able to separate the person that you are, not separate the person that you are, but kind of have that 
mm-hmm. different kind of mindset and attitude and energy outside of sports in the ring court field right. and then and then take it away when you're when you're gone correct uh, where when you're home with your family or with your friends and I think LeBron does does that really well because if you're like a regular person say all the time man I can't stand that athlete I don't I don't like him well why don't you like him well he's cocky he's braggadocious he's arrogant and I'm not saying that you're not right I'm not saying some of these athletes are outrageous and they uh, are narcissistic um, to an extent but you have to have that the the borderline arrogance Correct. it's like it's borderline arrogance it's like you know that you're the absolute best sometimes even over the top is like okay in terms of success well yeah sports are entertainment too so you need those guys who are characters now right you know they bring publicity um Dennis Rodman did just fine right you know you know but you have to have that borderline arrogance to be able to compete with these guys who are literally the best in the world at what they do correct but there has to be a separation you know uh, if you ever watch LeBron's show on HBO called The Shop, mm-hmm. it's just cool. Like, because it's a bunch of like really successful. They're just talking. They're just like really successful people yeah. sitting down at a barbershop, literally actually getting their hair cut, usually drinking wine because LeBron's a big wine guy. <laughs> and they're just talking about how they made it, like why, what struggles they came through, like what their background is, you know. And it's very interesting stuff, and it really resonates with me. Because I, like of, I like it as well. Because of what I'm trying to do now, like and how my and how I've grown and changed and progressed and evolved over the last, like, I mean, obviously over the last decade, but really over the last year and a half. I think a lot of people also don't understand how difficult it is to actually make it. It's so hard. Right. It's so hard to actually make it. Like whatever sport or whatever thing, thing you're trying to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comedy, musician, being an athlete. Yep. Being the best. Uh, I don't know. Being the best at whatever you want to do is really hard. No matter what you're doing, whether it's in the office, whether it's not, whether it's on the field, whether it's in sports, whether it's in business, it's really hard to be the absolute best at what you want to do. And most people think like to be the best at what I have to do, I have to be like this asshole and I have to step on top of people everywhere I go. But really, that's not the case because you can be the best at what you do by being kind and outworking everyone and having the immense talent naturally and then using that talent and working extremely hard and building the right team and having the right positive energy around you and not being a dick face. I think that people get that mindset because they've seen people become successful by doing it. Well, because you see people who are successful all the time who are assholes. Yeah. Which is cool, but that's not the, that doesn't mean that that's the way that you should do it. Right, agreed. And it's taken me a long time to realize that, you know? I mean, because in college, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't this way. You know, I was reading, I was reading books in college about the mental side of baseball, which is huge. Because in baseball, right, you're going to fail seven out of ten times. If you're good. If you're the best. So you're going to succeed three out of ten times. And you got to understand that. You got to wrap your mind around that. And that's, that's very similar to life. Because there's all sorts of failures in life. Failures happen all the time. They're normal. They should happen. They're very important part of life, we have to find a way to, to learn from them, grow from them, and to find that perspective from it, and move on. That's life. You have a long time to kind of figure that out. But in baseball, it's quick, right? Yeah. You strike out on three pitches, the next inning, you're, you're, maybe you're fielding, there's a ball comes to you, you have to have that, that you struck out on three pitches out of your mind so you can make this play. You know, or you're coming up in two innings, now there's guys in first and third, you're down on runs in the ninth inning, but you've already struck 
struck out three times a day, how are you going to react? Right. You know, it's very similar to what life is like. And so I think that prepared me. It, I, I didn't truly understand what it was going to do to my mindset until I started on this kind of new journey that I'm on. Um, but I think it, it was like always meant to be. It was always meant to be this thing that I'm doing. Um, and uh, well, I don't even know what point I was trying to make. I don't either, but you were making a point. So. But I was making a good point. <clears throat> But yeah, so in college, like, I was reading those books, but I wasn't, I was, I was kind of a, I mean, I was your typical kind of college jock. I mean, I'm still kind of that person. I love to play beer pong. I like to have Bud Lights. I like to go out and party. But I'm a better person than I used to be. And that's all I'm trying to be. I'm not perfect by any means. Uh, I never always do the right thing. That's impossible. I think you're putting the wrong thought into people's heads when you say you like to party and all of this stuff. Like, you, like you do it all the time. It's not the case. No, I don't party all the time. I know. I just... No, 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 no. no. I, I probably, it doesn't mean you don't like to do it. Just, you don't do it all the time. Yeah, I don't have the time for it. Right. I wish I could. Do you? I'd love to throw parties at everybody's land. Everybody, every day. Yeah. You know? But. I'm kind of over that period. Yeah? Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I mean. I'm happy with the transition my life has made. You know, I found purpose. I'm happy with where my wrestling is going. You know, if you haven't checked out my You Are Love movement, it's the most important thing in my life. Uh, new video drops every Friday, sharing mental health stories from people all over the world. Um, we have merchandise as well. Um, and you know, this Jackson Talks, everybody, was a new venture that I started. Um, kind of started as just like a wrestling podcast, talk show, YouTube thing. Uh, I want to make it a smooth transition to just being a lifestyle talk show, a lifestyle podcast where it's entertaining, funny, inspirational, motivational uh, about sports, wrestling, comics, superhero, whatever, whatever the topic may be. Um, but it's something that people can listen to or watch if you're on YouTube or if you're on Apple or Spotify that can give you like a nice escape from, uh, from whatever you're doing or it can help you get drive to work or help you get through a workout or whatever it may be. Uh, I don't know. My voice may be annoying to you after seven, <laughs> after 512 episodes, but, uh, you know, whatever. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I, I bought my first house um, before the decade ended, which was really cool. I moved in on, on January, like, 4th. So I feel like I'm on a fresh start. I feel like, you know, things are moving in the right direction. You know, obviously, as, as humans, we have those peaks and valleys. Right. Which are very important. I mean, because if I, I feel like if I didn't have the, you know, this biggest tragedy in my life a couple of years ago, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on. I wouldn't have become the person that I've become because of it. Um, and that's kind of like how the perspective I have nowadays is like just being trying to be grateful for what I have and what's in front of me, and just looking at life in a, in a different more positive, empathetic way, you know, um, and Tyler's seen, Tyler's, Tyler's seen the transition in me from who I was in 2012 to who I am right now in almost February 2020, Definitely. and I think that's cool, cool for you to see. Not many people have though, right, from that, from that long? No. Right, I mean, I don't, I mean, there's a few others, right, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't talk much to the people I, uh, I know from high school. Right. 
you know. But and uh, I'm coming. Uh, I'm creating a new. Like I put out a few uh, wrestling vignettes or promos over the last six months, kind of highlighting this exact change um, in my wrestling career as well as my personal life. Because I want, I really want them to be as one. Because I want to be as transparent and as real and connect with you guys as much as humanly possible, whether it's on a pro wrestling level or as a talk show host or as a friend um, or as someone you can confide in for mental health or whatever it may be. And so I put these two videos together, um, which are now going to lead to me coming out with something probably in March or April, like culminating the whole evolution and transition of Jackson Stone, the wrestler. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited for the future. Uh, you know, I feel like things are on the up and up. And, yeah. What about you, man? I don't really have much else, man. What's, what was the biggest lesson you learned in the last decade? Oh, wow. There's so many, dude. Uh, you know, like, like you said, you had a bunch of growth as well. Yeah. I think everyone does. I mean, like 10 years is a really, really long time. It is. Um, I mean, you can choose to accept that growth or just kind of ignore it and continue to do the same thing you've been doing. Correct. There's been times where I've done that. There's right. been times where you know you accept um, and, and reflect and, and figure figure out you know what right. to do. Um, I think that I'm going through a growing period right now. To be I think honest. you are too, for sure. Um, You're in a transitional point in your life. Yeah. Which is good. Because the next decision you make is going to be the one that puts you on the upward swing. Yeah, it's just really hard to make those decisions, right? Of course. I mean, that's, that's the toughest part. You know, deciding to leave your family in Denver. Yeah, yeah, leaving like a specific place has never really been hard for me. Like, right. Obviously, I've been all over the place, right? Sure. So that's not really a problem. It's just more about making sure that the decision that you make is the correct decision, right? Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, that's not a decision I'm really worried about. You just well, got to... Whatever I mean, it is, I'm, I'm kind of just flow with it, right? I mean, yeah, you're a pretty easygoing guy. So, whatever decision I do make, I'll be happy with. You're with it 100% though. Yeah. You know? Because then if it doesn't work out, you find something else. Correct. And you keep making these pivots. Life is about your adjustments. Yes. Yeah, you, know? you keep making these pivots until you find the right spot you're in. Right. And there's still going to be those those ups and downs, even though you probably made the right decision. Yep. You know? Then you just got to get through those and work through them. And usually you come out on top. Life. Something really good happens. You know, but life's a journey, man. But it's also really precious. Yes, so precious. It's hard to realize that sometimes. It's very hard. You should take something very, very bad to happen, a tragedy. You know, something like that. That's why I try to speak on it all the time. Yep. You know, because we all we all going we're all going through some stuff, man. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're all going through some stuff. Everyone. You know. Yeah. The biggest pains we have are not visible. Wow. You know, trying to understand that simple fact will allow people should allow people to be more kind and empathetic because they don't they're not they don't fully see the pain that someone has. Right. <clears throat> I told you this yesterday. I think that it's bizarre that it takes a major tragedy for us to realize come that life. Together. Yeah, come together and realize that life is precious. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bizarre. It is because we just go about our lives, man, not thinking about this stuff, not thinking that it's going to affect us or it's going to be. Uh, it's gonna be an hour invincible you know yeah we just you know and we make everything so routine you know yep. and we're not focused on the present moment like how many times do you leave 
your house during the day thinking you're just going to come back. Come right back. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Or I get in the car, I'm like, I'm driving. Yep. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's wild. You know? But I think, I think as, as, a, as, a human, as a human population, we're going to do a better job. I have faith in us. I believe in it. And I think there's a lot of good people out there trying to do a lot of good stuff. And slowly but surely, all those things are going to make a difference. And so the next 10 years are going to be great. It's going to be great for everybody. Everybody! I didn't do it as good as my dad did it, but, you know. No, yeah, you did it. It's okay. He didn't, he didn't pass that gene on to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pop Stone. <laughs> I don't know, man. What's on your music playlist these days? Well, you know, one thing I'm real excited for is that Lil Wayne album. Lil Wayne album dropped January 31st. You know, that's when this episode drops, you should already have caught the album by now. And if you liked it, comment below. Which you will. You probably will. Probably will. Um, that new, my, my favorite album right now that I've been listening to nonstop since it came out was the Halsey album. Oh, uh, really? I haven't even listened to the album. She's gonna be, uh, she has a concert in Dallas on my birthday. Um, yeah. On June 15th, I already caught those tickets. Did you cough them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fired up about it, dude. She's legendary. She's great. She's real great. Fired up. That's good. Not a massive fan, but hey. No, gotta be. To each their own. I am. That's it. Your top three. You're a big rap. Tyler's a big rap guy. Big rap guy. Yeah, I like rap. I'm not a huge rap guy. I like an assortment of music. My three favorite musical artists are, uh, if you can guess, number one's Post Malone. Yes. I'll give you top five. <laughs> number one's Post Malone. Posty! Uh, number two, The Weeknd. Uh, number three, Halsey. Really? She's all the way up there now, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Number four is Shawn Mendes. Okay. Love him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Top notch. Nice. And number five is Mike Studd, but he's now just known as Mike. Mike, period. Mike, period. Uh, those, are my, those are my peeps. Yeah. That's a good list. The, the top three never changes. The the. So Halsey never changes. No, those three don't change. She's there now. She's for good. Yeah. Posty's number one always. The Weeknd's my guy. Yeah. His new album about to drop soon. Looks great. Michael Jackson Jr. Don't compare him to Mike. Don't only talk about Michael Jackson on this show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, my top three? I want just rappers right now. Just rappers? Just rappers. I can't put my like, country singers. Just Tyler. My show. Just rappers. Okay, I'm one just rappers. Obviously, number one is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. There's no question. What's his best album? The Car 3? The Car 3. Ooh. Or The Car 2. The Block is Hot. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of them. Right? You know what my favorite uh, project he ever put out was? Probably Car 2. No, No Ceilings. Oh, yeah. That's not a, that's an album, right? It's a mixtape. I, I know. Yeah, I said project. You did. I... And they're, they're none of them original songs. It's him just like literally it's... crushing every beat. Yeah, he just takes songs from other people, the beats from other people, right? Yeah, uh, that was my favorite. That he's was my favorite project he ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's doing nowadays, dude. Just hanging, chilling. He's got kids, though, he right? He owns it too, Will Wayne? Yeah. yeah. He, he's, gonna make, he's just going to keep making albums. He owns that entire label now. Who's who's good from that label, though? Drake. Drake's still on the Young Money Cash Money? Yeah. Tiger. Tiger's not on the... Is Tiger's with Kanye West? No. Tiger's with him. 
You have money. You're lying. No, I'm not. That's not true. Where's your phone? Uh, it's over there somewhere. I'm telling you. Alright. Tiger's been part of your money. Yeah, I thought he left for Kanye's group. It's news to me because I didn't. I don't know. know. I don't know. Don't quote me on it, dude. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay, know. so then. So Lil I Wayne. Do, I do like Drake a lot, but I'm, I, I don't Lil know. Lil Wayne's number one. Yes. No question. Two. Two chains, probably. Two chains. Yeah. T Boy! T Boy. That's <laughs> old man. That dude, two chains is lit. Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. He was a basketball player, right? He's a basketball player. He, he was a drug dealer who played basketball. He got caught selling drugs before. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, as if I know these guys, right? But gotta do, you gotta do, baby. Um, he came out as Titty Boy with Play the Circle, right? That was with Lil Wayne as well. Okay. But then he fell off because nobody liked his music. Yeah. And so then Lil Wayne got it. He's popped off. Yeah. He's popped off. Yeah. Um, Drake has got to be in my top four. What about Dave East? But I'd like that's what I was gonna say. Dave East, I've, it's his new stuff. I've been really. Uh, what did he? What? How did he? How did he get famous? All right, I don't even know if he's famous. He, no, he's famous. Nas, it's Nas's guy. Oh, uh, wasn't he in like a movie though, or like a, a what was he in? He was in uh, Wu Tang Clan. Oh, okay. Who did he play? Method Man. Oh, sweet. Or Red Man. Was that a good movie? It's a show. It's a show. Who originally? Yeah. Was it? Set? I like it a lot because it's about like, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, right? I mean, yeah. They change a lot of it. It's not like a real 100% true story. Mm -hmm. It's more just like a show. But yeah, it's pretty good, man. Yeah, they dramatize it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite shows? Because, yeah, I mean, not on that topic. What's my favorite shows? Okay, like, I watch so many shows. But when anyone asks me what my favorite show is, I can never answer. Because then I like, I can't. I'm like... I go blank to be honest. I'm like, what shows did I watch? But recently, uh, I've watched Sex Education on Netflix. is hilarious. Is it? Yeah, really good. Can't wait for season three. Okay. And then I just recently watched You, which is like a yeah, like thriller thing. I can't watch that. Uh, it's a little creepy, but it's a, it's a decent show. Yeah. Um, but I think my number one favorite show is uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Dude, it's about a Jewish comedian in the 1960s. I love her. Who's the It's a girl? I love her. Do you know who it is? I love her. That's not... I love her. That's fine. Okay. My top three is very difficult to, to say as well. Uh, but Narcos is definitely in the list. You love that. You keep telling me to watch it. I love Narcos. Uh, big fan of that whole like drug regime thing right the, 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 the narcos are crazy people mm-hmm. it's pretty bizarre um, Sons of Anarchy love it great show love, love it <laughs> uh, you right. <laughs> and then probably Parks and Recreation so funny yeah. are, you always sun- are you always sunny in Philadelphia town? Uh, not bad. One show that I actually really dislike on those things is Seinfeld. You don't like Seinfeld? For some reason, I just really can't stand I, it. I'm not a huge fan of Seinfeld. Um, do you like The Office? Um, yes. Haven't watched the whole thing, but yes. I think The Office. Fam- uh, Friends. Is I think The idea. Office is one of the worst TV shows ever created. Really? Uh, I just don't get the humor in it. Yeah. Like, I, I watched three seasons of it, and, uh... Didn't really get the humor behind it. Andy Dalton has just walked in. Everybody's like, home, big dog. Is that, is that a Bud Light you're drinking? Of course, crispy boys, crispy boys. All. Go grab one, dude. Mm, no. I all right, don't. well let us let us finish the episode then. Don't yell at me.
Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't. I don't think the office is very good, but it got. It's got like a cult following. So anytime I. So anytime I bring up the office, um, I just get buried. Yeah. Well, you just got buried. So I just. I saw my. I saw my uh, cup of tea, but I. Uh, I'm glad that people enjoy it. You know, it's cool. I love Friends. I think Friends is sick. Friends is the worst show ever. Uh, I, I was a huge fan of, uh, what's that show that just ended with Zoe Deschanel or whatever. Oh, New Girl, man. New Girl. That's, that's in my top five. Yeah, New Girl's great. New yep. Girl's really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my whole question for after you That's all you got? That's it, man. I think it's about time we hit Olive Garden. I'm so hungry. Um, I mean, it wasn't like the best recap <laughs> for the last 10 years of my life. It was more just like me doing normal Jackson Stone stuff and, uh, and preaching. Um, but really I'm not trying to preach. Uh, I'm just trying to talk about things that have helped me in my journey, uh, of healing and becoming the person that I am today. So hopefully the stuff that I say helps you as well. Um, cause I love you all and I want everyone to be happy and, and reach the any kind of success that they want to reach and do what they want to do in life and and, and be the best version of yourself. That's really all I'm after. Um, so live in the present moment, cherish life, tell the people in your life you love them. That's that's really all it is. Um, but uh, that was sort of a recap of a decade of stone um, with my boy Tyler. We're gonna go hit up Olive Garden. I think Post Malone's gonna meet us there, but I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on it. But, uh, I'm sure it's true. Thanks for watching as always. Please subscribe, comment, like, whatever. DM me if you have any questions. Always available. Love you all. Cheers.